You are listening to Life Stories with me, Natalie Miller-Snell. Throughout this series, you'll hear honest conversations with inspiring people. And I am so super excited and so very grateful for my guests who have been incredibly candid about their journeys. So sit back and prepare to be inspired. Hello, everyone. Now, I'm going to start the show today slightly differently by reading an excerpt from my guest's website. Now, here we go. Through knowledge of self, connection to spirit, ancestral reverence, and insights from the stars, planets, and luminaries, I believe we can awaken the most magical parts of ourselves and manifest the life of our dreams. Oh, that just warms my soul immediately. I'm so excited for this show. Please put your hands together for the absolutely fabulous Larissa Nicole. Round <laughs> of applause. How Thank are you? you? I'm doing great. I'm I'm really excited to be here with you today. Um, I, and I'm very appreciative for the offer that you extended to have me on your wonderful podcast so thank you so much <laughs> you are very welcome now how Louisa and I got in contact is I listened to you on a clubhouse room a few weeks back now and I was absolutely I was really touched and bowled over by how beautifully articulate you were around the difference between coaching and therapies and divine purpose and spiritual guidance and the need for both and how they can marriage and work well together. I thought you delivered it beautifully. And literally I was like, I've got to have this woman on my podcast. I love her. She's amazing. And then I did an incredible thing is I booked you on. I said, yeah, let's do 1 p.m. And totally forgot that you're in the US. <laughs> so you were, don't, we did, we messed up. Well, I messed up yesterday, but we no, are doing this now, <laughs> which is amazing. So for everybody listening, can we just tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, how you got into what is astrology and the kind of spiritual aspects of your life and that journey, because there was an awakening for you. Is that right? That is absolutely correct. Yes. Wow. Okay. Um, So I can't talk about the awakening without going back before that. So I grew up in a Pentecostal holiness church. Um, My grandmother was a Pentecostal holiness uh, pastor in Birmingham, Alabama, deep south. Um, So at that time, that was pretty unheard of. Um, So religion has always been a huge part of my family and a part of my upbringing. But I never, I never resonated with it. It never felt right for me. But as a child, you know, we don't, I I just didn't have a lot of uh, say in you know how i connected to god like there was there wasn't an option for me to say this is this is not this doesn't feel right for me mommy i'd rather do this um so you know i grew up in that in that environment always feeling pretty separate from god you know the god that i was uh, i was taught um so as i got older i would say in my in my teens i started to you know get into other dabble into other, you know, other modalities, um, you know, things like astrology. Um, I was introduced to tarot and was completely freaked out just because <laughs> of all of the things that, you know, my mom and my grandmother had instilled in me about those, about those things. Um, and so I would dabble in it and put it away because there was a lot of guilt and shame around that. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this because, you know, this is, this is evil. This is like, the devil's work. Divination is not something we should be um, tapping into. So it wasn't until I got, wow, I would say my late 20s, 
Um, and I'm fast forwarding a lot because there's a, there, there is a lot in between, but we don't have time <laughs> for all of it. Um, we'll keep doing it again another time. <laughs> right. We will have to do that offline. But yeah. Around my 28th, 29th birthday, I started to suffer from panic and anxiety attacks. Um, just out of the blue, out of nowhere. I was an avid runner. I was running 30, 35 miles per week, doing half marathons, 10 Ks. Um, and I started to have this anxiety and I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. So I went to my natural path and I'm like, I think something's wrong with me. I think I'm like, I'm dying. And she's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm, my heart's racing for no reason. I feel like I can't catch my breath. She's like, you're having what sounds like panic and anxiety attacks. I'm like, fine. I need to go see a cardiologist. I want to go see all the doctors. I want all the tests to make sure I'm okay. And I, I'm, you know, I, I made all the appointments and I went to see the doctors and they were like, you're perfectly fine. Are you drinking too much caffeine? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? And I'm like, are you stressed out? And I'm like, I don't think I'm stressed out. So my naturopath suggested two things. She said, I want you to try yoga and I want you to go try therapy. And I said, okay, I'll do both because I want to feel better. So I went to therapy and after about six sessions, she broke up with me. She's like, I don't feel like you need me. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> wait, wait. I think, I think I do. She's like, you know what to do. She's like, you know, I, she's like, you even told me that you're suppressing a lot of things. Um, She's, and so six weeks of that, and I was just like, okay, that really wasn't helpful because she told me the what, but she didn't help me navigate the how. So I got into yoga. I took my first two yoga classes, absolutely hated it. It was too slow. You know, I'm a runner, so I want the data. I want the speed. I want go, go, go. I want to know how many calories, how many miles. I want to know everything. And in yoga, there you just don't have that. <laughs> There's just yeah. you and the mat. Um, so I quit and then I went back and, um, I, I decided to commit to it. I said, okay, I'm going to commit to this for 30 days. I'm going to go five times a week to yoga. And in doing that, something eventually clicked. I found several styles of yoga that actually resonated with me. There were, it was Ashtanga, uh, Jiva Mukti and, uh, what was the other one? Prana Flow. And of course, Vinyasa, cause those are all very fast paced, get your heart racing, get the sweat going types of yoga. Um, but the more I did it and the more I started to, you know, attend these classes, there was the philosophy that got brought in. And that is really what started to capture or captivate me for yoga with yoga. And I would say that was literally the beginning of my spiritual awakening. It was a tiny one, but what it did for me was it, um, it validated my internal knowing that I didn't need something outside of me to connect to the divine because a lot of the yoga teach teachings are really about um going within and finding that connection within yourself um and also just about being a good human like in general so that really resonated with me so fast forward i'm i'm working in corporate america i had 20 plus year 20 plus year career in corporate america and um was very successful um did very well climbed the ladder made great money, but I just found that I just could never find a sense of peace or fulfillment, was never happy. I could do the job, you know, yeah. but I, I didn't love it. it did, I just felt drained at the end of my day every day. And I just got to this point, Natalie, where I was like, I want to feel like when I wake up in the morning that I get to do something, not that I have to do something. And I want to feel like the work that I'm doing isn't just about lining 
you know, a corporation's or, you know, adding to a corporation's bottom line. I want to know that I'm helping people and that I'm serving people. And so I, I started to um, get really serious about seeking out my purpose. Um, and I knew that it wasn't something that I could do on my on my own, like without support, because if it was, if that were the case, I would have arrived at this point, I feel much sooner because it wasn't like I wasn't striving or trying or looking for the thing or the things. Um, so I got really heavy into meditation. As, okay. you know, I need to connect with like with the divine, with spirit. I need to connect with my higher self. Like I need to go within. And so meditation became my jam. And I started my own personal yoga practice. So I stopped going to classes and yoga was really about, let me get on the mat and let me feel my way through my practice. I don't want to be instructed. I just want to feel it. And that took me deeper into my spirituality. And then <laughs> I started to learn more about um, the importance of like connecting to your ancestors, um, the importance of connecting to your spirit guides and your spirit team. And that was something that I always feared because of my upbringing. I, I really feared the spiritual realm a lot. You know, I came from the teachings of fire and brimstone and all of these different things <laughs> that made, right, that made like the idea of other realms very, uh, very uh, scary for me. But I got to the point where those things weren't scary anymore. And so in my meditations, in my prayers, I started to invite in those energies, the energies of my, my ancestors, whom I know are in the spiritual realm, rooting me on, they're cheering me on. Like, why wouldn't they be? You know, because as I develop and as I grow, I'm healing the trauma that they weren't able to heal, you know what I mean, during their lifetime. And so I just started to just really lean into that. Um, I started to lean more into my astrology. And um, then I was like, okay, I want to like, I want to learn more about, you know, some different ways or different tools that I can use to tap into this energy. So I started to learn about like, candle, candle rituals, and I started to learn about herbal magic. And I'm like, oh, this is really great. But I don't want to buy someone's pre-made herbal packets or someone's pre-made candles I'm like I want to make my own I want everything to be a product of like my hands and my energy and so I remember on the super new blood moon on the it was New Year's Day of 2018 um the sun was in Saturn a sun was in uh, Capricorn obviously so it was very you know that time of year is very Saturnian so I said I'm going to make a candle in honor of Saturn and I'm going to do this like from this like over the top ritual. And I am going to like pray and commission my spirit guides for clarity and understanding about what I'm here to do, what they want me to do. What can I not see? So I got in the kitchen, I had my wax, I made my candles, I put my red dye in and I had my, my garnet stones and my black obsidian. And I made this wonderful candle. I created this herbal blend made with all of these beautiful Saturnian herbs because I started to research the planetary influences on herbs and plants. And all of that was incorporated. It was probably 13 degrees outside that day in Northern Virginia. And I went outside in my boots and my coat and I'm shivering. And I lit my charcoal tab and I put my herbs on it. I lit my candle. Um, I had my sage and I just got out there and I prayed until the tears were just falling, streaming down my eyes, freezing on my face because it was so cold. Um, I was just like, please give me 
give me clarity and understanding. Like, let me know my purpose. Like, this is how empty and unfulfilled I felt, even though on the outside, my life looked like a complete success. Um, so I did that and I continued to, um, you know, be steadfast in my meditation and my yoga. And I would say six months later, um, I had a very profound dream that shifted everything. Um, there was someone who's very near and dear to me who came to me in a dream whom I hadn't spoken to in like over a decade. And literally this person just looked at me and said my name, Larissa. And it was almost like they were saying, wake up. Wow. Um, and so I went on a quest to find this person and we reconnected and reconnecting with this person literally turned on all of my gifts. Like when I say my gifts, I started to have the ability to like tap into certain smells and certain visions and um, certain feelings. There was a, it really felt like a moment where the ancestors, I don't know if there was something that finally was released within me where they actually felt like they could reach me. And the most magical things started to happen. I would pray on things and literally the next day I would find feathers, feathers everywhere. Um, I'd find feathers, I'd have more dreams. I'd have a lot of supernatural experiences that I know were only possible because I had actually tapped into um, you know, a, high, a, di a different dimension and a higher aspect of myself. And when I say I, I no longer had to pursue my purpose, that things started to come to me, like that is no understatement. It was like, okay, I don't have to ask for these things because people started to show up. Right. And they were literally showing up in alignment with what I had asked for. Now, I will say the flip side of that is that there's a big part of my life that um, I had aligned with or a big part of my identity that started to fall away. It did. It started to crumble. Um, and it's because it was being propped up by an inauthentic version of myself. And so the more I, I walked toward my, authentic, my authenticity and my truth, um, the more those things fell away. But it was like a very divine yet painful awakening or moment in time. And so um, my husband at the time and I, we had a lot of really deep conversations and we just decided that like it was time for us to go our separate ways. And so we divorced, still great friends, very amicable. Um, I quit my job. I wow. bought, yeah, sold the house, bought another house, moved to a different state and really got fully into my purpose because I said, you know, there are people coming to me that are just asking me for guidance for a journey that's quite similar to where I was. And I'm like, I can't tell them to follow their heart. I can't tell them to like step on out on faith or to trust the universe or to have this, um, you know, this relationship with their spirit team if I'm not doing it. And so- yeah. I felt like, yeah, this is really scary, but in order to really be in my purpose, in order to be in my truth and to be authentic and to have integrity, I have to be brave enough to trust my own divinity and to trust my inner guidance. Cause that's the only way this works, right? You can't tell some, you can't, you gotta walk your talk. Can't tell someone how to do something yes. that you haven't done. So, um, so that's in a nutshell, <laughs> how it all happened over the course of a decade or so. Um, 
astrology has been, um, I won't say that it is the, that it is something that I lead my life with. It is something that I use to confirm my own knowing, um, because it's like spirit first, then the stars and the planets. Um, because I don't, I, I'm, I'm very fearful of, or not fearful, but I, I, I want to be very sure that I'm not outsourcing my power to anything. And that includes astrology, that includes, you know, the divination and, and the, the ritual and all of that, that the knowing and the guidance comes from within first and foremost. So ah, I hope that wasn't oh, too <laughs> yeah, Do you know, I feel so warm inside. I don't know if anyone else could feel that listening. <laughs> I feel the peace. I feel an energetic beauty within me that's conveyed from your language and listening to your story that feels right and purposeful and safe almost connected and just beautiful and very right I don't know that language is all very jumbled up but I hope that makes sense (laughs) absolutely wonderful to hear I mean some of the you know your spiritual awakening purpose and how finding your way and doing it your way Certainly that resonates with me and I suspect it might with folk listening that we do things sometimes in order to satisfy others. We follow paths and we were talking about your family earlier as well. And you've really connected. So perhaps for anyone who's a little skeptical about how this all works or even from the, you know, the astrology side of things as well and spirit generally. Well, let's talk about we've got moons coming up, new moon, haven't we coming up in a couple of minutes this weekend, isn't it? How might that influence somebody without them even being aware in their life? But then also in terms of spirit, with us just kind of clugging through through the world, if we were to pay more attention and go inside, meditate, listen to ourselves, how would you explain to somebody that might affect them or enhance their life? Yeah, that, that's a beautiful question. Um, whenever I get this question, um, I'll, I'm going to answer it in sort of a roundabout way. Um, you go for it. Yeah. When people, people often ask me, like, how do I know that it's my intuition? Like when you say go within and I, the first thing that I ask them is like, do you, do you trust yourself? Because this really is a trust journey. Um, and so it begins with being able to trust yourself. So if you don't trust yourself, you're not going to trust any of the intelligence that's coming through you. So it starts there first. Um, and you know, there's a real challenge here that we have where, we we trust what we think over what we feel, right? We've kind of been trained and taught to do that, that like the heart or the feelings are, um, they're unreliable, but the mind, you know, the mind will always, will always lead you away. The, the mind will always get you where you want to go. And I want to flip that on the head because on its head, because I feel that your heart will always guide you. You know, it's like heart first, then employ the mind to get to guide you through the steps, right? The heart knows where it wants to go. That's your compass. And the mind is just a servant. You know, it's like, okay, I feel this way, mind, how do we get there? Um, so I feel that it, it really is a trust journey. Um, even when we talk about, you know, astrology, I know you mentioned the new moon that's coming up on the 11th, I think it is. It'll be our first, uh, first new moon of the astrological year. The reason that the moons are so important is that what's happening in the cosmos on the macro level is going to impact what's happening here on earth on a micro level. It's that, you know, as above, so below, you know, it's like the, one of the key Kabbalian teaching teachings 
Um, so yes, we can look to the cosmos, we can look to the sky, to the universe um, and trends that are happening in terms of like these new moon transits. And we can see how that actually affects us here on, on the earth or how it impacts certain events on, on here on, on earth. Um, but beyond that, we can see through our astrological charts how that energy is, um, is going to impact or flow through us. For example, this next new moon, I believe, believe it's the new moon in, in Aries, isn't it? New moon Aries. We all have Aries in our chart. Like the first thing we say is I'm a Leo or I'm an Aquarius or I'm a, you know, I'm a Scorpio um, because that's what we, we associate our sun sign with to be who we are, but we're actually all of the planets, all of the energies are within us. Um, so the key to tapping into the energy of any new moon, for example, this new moon Aries is looking at your chart and saying, Hey, well, where does Aries fall in my chart? And what house does it fall into in my chart? And what does that house represent for me? Um, and then you can take that information and, and say, okay, well, I know that, or I'll use mine, for example, Aries is my 10th house. So I know, okay, this is really opening up a window as it relates to my career, as it relates to, you know, the work that I'm doing in the world, legacy, perhaps relationships with my, mo with my mother or my father, masculine energy within me. Um, and then looking at what other conversations is that new moon having to the other planets that are in my chart or the placements that are in my chart right now? I feel like I'm getting a little too, too in the weeds with the <laughs> astrology. Um, but, but yeah, I feel that like, and then being able to trust yourself in terms of like the information that you're getting, trusting yourself to know that, yes, these are the opportunities that are opening up for me by virtue of what's happening in the sky, but also knowing that just because these are opportunities that are coming up or challenges that could be coming up, trusting yourself enough to know that I still have the power to create whatever outcome that I want to create and trusting yourself to know that like whatever choices I make at this time are going to impact the reality that I live in the future. So understanding that it's not written in stone, you know what I mean? Nothing's yeah. written in stone. These are just opportunities and, and challenges and possibilities. It's all the seed of potential, but you decide where you plant that seed and what grows. Yeah. Oh, my heart is literally like <laughs> swelling here. And, and I suppose for anyone who's still got a little element of doubt in their mind, we can draw it back to science, can't we, in terms of looking at the physicality. And when we talk about energy on that micro, um, you know, atom level, we're vibrating matter. Absolutely. We can't see that at all. So when you talk about the energy in, you know, moons, whatever, how that pressure from the earth, it all makes sense. It all connects in. And it's just about allowing yourself allowing the mind to be a bit freer, listening with the heart mm -hmm. and to perhaps follow on with that as well. When we lead with our head sometimes and don't follow the heart or what we know to be right, that can put us in a funk, not in the right situation, miss the opportunity that you've just mentioned will be blinkered to it rather than more open. Oh, I love all of that. Absolutely love all of it. Now, I was listening to your podcast just the other day or yesterday, in fact, and what I also loved about how you approach all of this in terms of work and, and theory and thought is how that can impact leadership you were talking about, which was really beautiful. And a couple of things you mentioned, if you, if you don't mind exploring some more, 
it doesn't matter what we call it, be it mystic, you know, spiritual, whatever. It's actually all about coming back to leadership, which is what you articulated wonderfully. And that we can be the architect of our external reality by tuning in. And we put, too, you've mentioned it already, too much focus on the vibration outside of ourselves rather than going in. Absolutely. Can you expand on all of that a little? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's one of the really interesting things about um, people who, who come to me either for coaching or just for mentorship is that they'll tell you like, Lisa's very, very self-focused. And I'm like, yeah, I am a selfist because, you know, I feel that it is so important that we take ownership and accountability for you know, for, for, for who we are and, and where we are. I mean, I know there's a much bigger conversation to be had around that, but when we're talking about like our spiritual growth and our spiritual journeys and just being able to be a leader um, in whatever capacity that we are able to be, it starts at home. It starts, you know, our first home, which is within ourselves. Um, so I feel that one of the biggest challenges or downfalls of our society is that so many of us are looking for someone to lead us where we're looking for, you know, someone to pull us out of whatever we're in. We're looking for someone outside of us to like save us, to be our savior. And, I'm, and my experience and my belief is that no one's coming to save us. No one's coming to save you. No one's coming to save me. Um, I have to do it myself. Um, and if I'm, if I, if knowing that I have been called to serve others through coaching by holding space, I have to be able to do that for myself first before I can do that for anyone else. Um, and yeah, we've all been dealt a different set of a different hand, you know, where the ability to save ourselves or to free ourselves is either more challenging or, you know, um, challenging on a different, different level than, than another, but the task is still the same that like, if we're, I feel that we're all seeking freedom in some way, shape or form. Um, and that we cannot rely on any relationship, any friendship, any structure, any government, party nothing <laughs> we can't rely on any of that all we have is ourselves and it starts with us this is a really it's a I, I love talking about this because um we don't it's it's so tricky how we don't see how we mislead ourselves in like the the tiniest ways right like even just in in the thinking, when the mind starts to creep in, the heart says go left and the mind creeps in and says, oh, but it's really scary. You sure? It's, it's really dark that way. You sure you want to go that way? And your heart's like, go left, come this way, come this way. And your mind is like, no, no, no. You know, I mean, you let those, you let those thoughts sort of come in and mislead you or misguide you. Um, and then also just on a, on a, like on a day-to-day -day level, how are you leading yourself when you wake up in the morning? Are you committed to your, your practices that are gonna help you show up in the best way possible? You know, are you moving your body? Are you eating the right foods? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you nourishing your mind? These are all ways that we become leaders within our own homes. You know, are we being loving and caring to, to ourselves? Are we being loving and caring to the people that, that are near us, that are around us? Um, so yes, yeah, like leadership, is much bigger than this, you know, this 
macro conversation that is often had on the internet about what it means to be a leader. It's very externally focused. Like you must be um, competent. <laughs> you must be an effective communicator. Oh right. yeah. Well, are you an effective communicator with yourself? What's yeah. yourself like? What's what's going on with your inner narrative? You know what I mean? Are you are you tearing yourself down mentally? You know, with that inner narrative, I'm not good enough, or I don't know, you know, like maybe I shouldn't. I don't know if I can. I don't have enough. You know, there isn't enough. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's like, totally, yeah, right. So, but we're so focused on how a leader can get in front of a group of people and be an effective communicator. No, a leader, in order for that to happen, a leader must first become an effective communicator with themselves and be able to love on themselves and inspire themselves and lift themselves up before they can do that from an authentic place for other people. So that's why authenticity is a big one for me. Mm -hmm. Um, It's huge for me. Integrity and authenticity is huge for me because, yeah, we can put on the mask and we can show up and we can, you know, say all the right things and, you know, but is it real? Is it true? Like, are you, are you walking it? You know, yeah. or are you just putting on the mask? Because you can only do that for so long. <laughs> yeah. You can only do Before that for you hit time. burnout or whatever you, you're like, this isn't right. I've got to, I've got to change. And I love how you frame that the self ist rather than selfish. Yes. They tell you on the airplane, put your mask on first, mask on first. Yep. before you help others. Mm-hmm. Absolutely makes total sense. And the questions you posed in your podcast, which I thought were amazing and, you know, lead perfectly after or lead great (laughs) (laughs) on the back of what you've just said, how are we leading ourselves and what are we being led by? How am I feeling from yeah. yeah, Mind to heart, heart to mind. Brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so many of us are being led by our fears are being led by our fears, are being led by our traumas, because those traumas are being triggered by internal dialogues and conversations that are happening. So that we're having. Um, So yeah, so the person who's like, I am, who's being led by money, for example, course, you know, we all want to earn a great living. But I find that like a lot of us get caught in this loop of doing things just for the money getting stuck in jobs. I was one of them just for the money. Um, because underneath all of that is a fear of lack. There's a, a distrust or mistrust in myself that I will be able to magnetize everything that I need to me. So there's, there's that, that's what's happening underneath that willingness to stay in a job or in a situation just for money. So that, that trauma or that fear is actually what was leading my life, which is why I was not fulfilled, which is why, you know, I just wasn't content because I wasn't being led by the right things. My heart's, my heart, my desire was really to go out here master your craft, study astrology, help people understand themselves better through astrology, help people see their inner power and their light through the the planets, you know, the, the sun and the moon and the stars and, you know, help people, uh, you know, help people find their way out of the dark night of the soul or, you know, these really tough moments where, the universe is trying to like pull us into our higher self or pull us up into a higher dimension. Like that's really, really tough work. 
but I've done it. And so I wanted to be able to, to share that with people. Um, and so it's like, head says, stay safe, go the safe, go the safe route. You know, that's all being triggered by fear and these conversations I'm having with myself about lack and loss. Heart says, go serve. You got, you'll be fine. You're supported. Um, so it's like, you make that decision. Like, what am I going to be led by? Am I going to be led by my fear? Am I, am I going to be led by, you know, by my purpose and my desire? Um, like even as simple as like getting up in the morning, you know, um, the alarm goes off at five o'clock. Oh, I just want to like pull the covers over my head and roll over. I don't want to get up and meditate. I'm, I'm warm, <laughs> I'm tired. And it's like, these are the thoughts, right? These are the thoughts that are leading you. They're actually starting your day um, instead of the heart's knowing, which is when I do this, when I get up, this is honoring myself. This is honoring my ancestors. This is honoring the divine. This is an act of gratitude to get up and show up for myself. When I, when I do these things, I'm going to be able to create from a much more peaceful state from much more embodied state, but the mind is like, no, we're tired. <laughs> Starting the day with that act, well, the attitude of gratitude, gratitude as well yeah, yeah. is just a marvelous way to rewire the mind almost yeah. as well, isn't it? To see things differently again, to open up. So you, you, you're able to say yes to opportunities perhaps, or see a bigger picture. Absolutely. And get into Absolutely. it. I don't know if you get it right. I'm not here to be the, the, poster child for quote-unquote perfection <laughs> I do not always get it right um I'm you know like everyone we're all a work in progress um I just um I get downloads and I get you know my spirit team checks me on the regular <laughs> you know I get convicted on the regular um and I get downloads about like okay and and a lot of times the things that I write are things that my spirit team or my higher self has downloaded onto me because I need to, you know, do some more work in those areas as well. So I never want to come across as like, I always have it together. I always do the right thing because that is absolutely not the case. <laughs> you don't, but you know what? That just says a great deal in itself. The fact that you verbalize that, the fact how humble you are in that sense. Yeah. You know, I don't get things right all the time as well, but I am aware of doing certain things will help. You know, yeah. I, I'll fall off that wagon now and again and I'll forget to do it or not do it because I allow the narrative to take <laughs> over. Right. And I'm like, right, okay, let's sort this out or something happens. You know, there are things that we are unable to influence which will impact our lives and it's how we are able to um, react to those. And sometimes it's it's difficult to. So, no, I think that's marvellous that you express that. I, I love it. So <laughs> let's talk a bit about your podcast as well. So that's... Um, Oh, I forget the name now. Please forgive Energy me. Energy frequency. That's it. Brilliant. Are you more <laughs> of those coming out? I do. I'm actually working on a series right now because I, I energy I N E R G, um, is how Love it's it. so frequency. Um, and it really is about the inner God and the inner goddess that is within us, that inner divine masculine and and divine feminine energy that is that is uh, that exists simultaneously within each of us and the frequency of that. And what I really wanted to do was, is to show or to explain or to illustrate how the planets actually represent God and goddess frequencies that exist within us. Um, so I'm gonna be doing a series which 
takes us through um, 12, not, they're not all planets because I do include the North and the South node um, as well as Chiron, which is not a planet, it's a centaur um, in my series where I'm gonna be just sort of going through each of the planets, centaurs, points, if you will, and explaining what the energy frequency is of each of those planets or each of those, um, those points in astrology and how you tap into them. Now, understanding that tapping into them is gonna be a little different for each person because it's gonna depend on where that planet is in your chart specifically, um, you know, what house, what sign it's in. But from a general standpoint, you know, um, you know, Mars being the energy frequency of, of courage and leadership for me, you know, that's that's universal across the board. Now, how that shows up within you versus me is very personal and depends on the chart. But I, I feel like it's a really great and fun conversation to have because I feel like some of the planets get demonized because we have malefic planets, quote unquote, malefic planets um, and benefic planets, so to speak. Um, the good and the goods and the bads. I, I don't really subscribe to good and bad in astrology. It just all energy is neutral until we decide as humans how to use it. Um, so I just want to have a, a really fun and in-depth conversation about that, like the Saturn in you versus the Saturn in me, um, which would, would be considered a malefic, but Saturn is actually dope. Like it's a dope ass energy. So I want to talk about that. So I do have that series coming up really soon. Um, the next episode is just going to be an introduction into that. And then there's going to be a 12 part follow-up episode, uh, follow-up series to that. So I'm really excited about that. It's going to be I fun. I cannot wait to listen <laughs> to that. And now for folk who have been entirely inspired, loved listening to you, you've got a great accent and great voice and you're thoroughly, oh, just totally engaged. I mean, I've been smiling the entire way through this, but you have a magic smile as well. So, you oh, know, that helps. Well, how can people get in contact with you if they want to explore this further or talk to you about your, your candles and, and all those kind of things that, that, that you make? Absolutely. Um, so you can find me on Insta on uh, Instagram on IG um, energy awakening is my handle or you can just search my name Larissa Nicole um, also Larissa Nicole.com is my website so I have my entire apothecary there I have candles spiritual bath soaps um, I also have intention oils um, you can book an astrology natal chart reading with me there you can also um, enroll or inquire about my eight-week one-to-one transformation guide program so um, it's very unique program in that your natal chart is the foundation for it so it really is a program where we dive deep into um you know into your limiting beliefs into traumas and triggers and things that may be holding you back from evolving spiritually as well as your as well as stifling your personal development or your ability to get to the next level of where you want to be in your life. Love it. Well, folks, <laughs> get in contact. That sounds all absolutely amazing. Larissa, thank you so much for joining me. I've absolutely loved this. And this goes back to energetic connections as well. I'm ho I wholeheartedly believe the fact that I even I saw you in I saw you as your logo right. in the clubhouse anyway yeah. you know it, how and but then we're open to those connections and reaching out to each other and and you know we're this beautiful planet that we live on we've been so isolated it's really important for us all to connect and you know when you feel that to take advantage and, and you know follow that lead follow that Follow that draw that you feel from your heart, for sure. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so glad that you reached out. Um, 
yeah so I'm, I'm glad we were able to connect and and do this and i hope that we can collaborate collaborate again in the in the near future that would be great definitely i would love that thank you so much louisa and thank you everyone for listening if you have any comments or for either louisa or myself please message us or tweet us with the hashtag life stories and join me next week when i'll be talking to another incredibly inspiring woman take care look after yourself keep well You have been listening to Life Stories with me, Natalie Miller-Snell. For all information related to my guests, please check the show notes. And if you wish to continue the conversation with us, please hashtag Life Stories on all social channels. If you enjoyed this show, please pop over to seizetheday.simplecast.com where you'll find my other shows. If you're interested to know any more about coaching, please visit me at nmscoaching.co.uk where you'll also find details of the latest workshops I am running. Thank you so much for listening. 